Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed, at Mason Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. How are you, Mace? I'm all right. How are you? Staying safe, I hope. It's kind of kind of dicey out there today. Yeah, this is like the second time this week I haven't had to go out because I'm doing the show at home. And uh, I'll be in sometime next week. But yeah, I don't want to be driving in this. How was your drive? Uh, it, a little slushy. I've <laughs> I've had some errands to do today, and yeah. let's just say this is one of those days where, and I'd, I advise anybody out there listening right now or getting that's uh, in their cars or getting ready to drive somewhere, this is the classic: give yourself a little extra time day. Right. Don't don't right. don't push it. There, you know, there there are a couple of maniacs out there that I saw. Just take it easy. You're gonna get from A to B if you just take your time. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. And then there were 10 of the Broncos wrapping up their coaching interview with Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. Andrew, we've been talking about it all week. You're doing deep dives on all the coaching candidates for the DNVR.com. What do you want to say about Eric Bieniemy that we probably don't know already? Well, he's about to, uh, he actually is about to interview with the Broncos right now uh, as they had the uh, the interview in L.A. last night. Look, I mean, what there, there are a couple of things you, you want to find out a little about from Eric Bieniemy. Uh, number one, you want to find out, is he a different guy than the, than the one that was perpetually getting in trouble in Boulder from the late 80s through the early 2000s when he had a he had a DUI I believe in 01 or 02 and then of course didn't have anything like that when he was offensive coordinator up in Boulder in 2011 and 2012 but we've talked about how that was just a dysfunctional situation all around you want to find out if he's a different guy different coach uh now with uh nearly a decade working at Andy Reid's side uh, than he was. People do mature. People do grow. Has he grown into somebody who can handle the role? And another thing, I think, and then from a football perspective, it's simple. What are you going to do to build a, a good offense without having the best young quarterback in the game at your disposal? Because he's had that luxury since he became the Chiefs offensive coordinator in 2018. I'm guessing if people want to listen to our show and read media and listen to all media, people would say I'm probably one of Eric Bieniemy's biggest detractors, but I bash him all the time. Listen, I don't know him, but I know a lot of people that do, and a lot of people like him, friends of his from that championship team, and I understand that. But I'll repeat what I have been told in the past. A former NFL executive said to me, Eric Bieniemy is a media creation. He has a resume, and the media keeps pushing it, pushing it, pushing it because he's a black man, and he's been the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I've been told by numerous people that in the interviews that he has had, he has come in disorganized. He has come in unprepared. He has come in unprepared to tell teams on what they need to improve their franchise. 
And that stuff has happened in the past. At the end of the day, he's had seven or eight interviews, and that is 25% of the league. 25% of the league has shut him down. He's going to interview with the Broncos today. I don't believe he's going to get this job. I'd almost guarantee he's not going to wind up getting this job. And then we're going to be going on roughly 30% of the league. You brought up what happened off the field at DU. At the end of the day, excuse me, that was a long time ago. He was a kid. That was a long time ago. I am not suggesting uh, he should be necessarily forgiven. Well, the DUI was in his 30s. He wasn't a kid by then. He was actually the running backs coach at the time. Well, well, he had some off the field things when he was a player. Yes. Then, then you throw in the DUI. Uh, You were as nice as can be about when he was coaching at CU as the offensive coordinator. If there was an, (laughs) if there was an award for emotional and verbal abuse, he would have won. I've heard horror stories about what happened up there. Now, again, that was a long time ago. Should you forgive? Maybe. Should you forget? Absolutely not. But I want to take you back to something that happened last year, nearly a year ago today, when the Chiefs were taking on the Cleveland Browns. Remember, when you are the head coach of a football team, your job is to be the CEO. Your job is to be the mouthpiece of the franchise. You are getting in front of the media following a game on a Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. That is part of your responsibility. And you need to make sure that you don't say things that embarrass the franchise. So we could talk about all the off the field stuff that happened with him, whether it's at CU stuff that happened when he was a coach at CU with the verbal abuse. And there's really no way to sugarcoat that. Let me tell you what he said last year. And this has to do with growing up. And I'm guessing this is what has some, if not many, NFL owners worried. Besides the fact, which I've been told, he comes in where he has gone into interviews unorganized and not having a plan how he is going to fix the franchise that he is potentially going to be hired to take over. The Chiefs were getting ready to take on the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. I'm guessing most of our listeners know what happened to Kareem Hunt when he was a running back with the Kansas City Chiefs? Kareem Hunt was let go by the Chiefs because he was caught on video in a hotel knocking down a woman and kicking her. This was on video. This was as indisputable as it gets. That happened many years ago. Eric Bieniemy was coaching Kareem Hunt at the time. So reporter, the first question out of the gate to Eric Bieniemy was essentially, what do you think of Kareem Hunt? What's your relationship with him? Now, Mace, I'm going to ask you what he should have said, knowing Kareem Hunt's history with that woman in that hotel. What should somebody, for lack of a better phrase, who is smart and politically correct say, and then I'll tell you what he did say. All right, what was the question again that he was asked specifically? What are your thoughts about uh, Kareem Hunt and now that you're going to see him playing with the Cleveland Browns? Well, I mean, uh, look, I, 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 have, I, have no, I have no thoughts really on Kareem Hunt. I'm the offensive coordinator. He plays where I'm focused on the, the, the Browns defense right now. He, had, he obviously, we know, we know about the incident that he had. 
It was, you know what? We made a decision to let him go. It was in the best interest of the organization. It was the in the best interest uh, of, of of everybody involved. And we've moved on. And I hope that he has gotten the help that he needs to where that sort of situation never happens again. Well said. That's certainly one way to say it. Yes. You covered all the bases there, right? Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. This is what he said, and this is an exact quote because I wrote it down before the show. Kareem Hunt is a beautiful kid, beautiful spirit about him. He's a fun-loving family guy. Hmm. I remember we, we, talk, we talked about this at length last year when his name was coming up for interviews. Any owner... That hears that mm-hmm. should immediately take Eric Bieniemy off of his list. I don't care if he's the greatest offensive mind in the history of football. When he is standing in front of a bank of microphones four to time four to five times a week, you have to be worried about what he is going to say that might embarrass the organization. Eric Bieniemy is not a 32-year-old whooper snapper, great offensive mind, who's trying to get a job like O'Connell, like McVeigh was, like a lot of these other young kids who are being interviewed. Eric Bieniemy is in his 50s at this point. He should know better. And I'm guessing other teams have done research on him as well. I don't care if he's the greatest coach since Vince Lombardi. If he makes a comment like that, you're going to have people picketing outside the stadium, women specifically. Yeah. And you, and, and you can't have that. You can't have that. And you, and you know what? Oftentimes, that's this type of scenario where it becomes incumbent, incumbent upon an owner to say, you can't bring this person in. Well, Joe Ellis has recused himself from the situation. This is all on, this is all on George Payton. Now, I don't think the Broncos are going to hire Eric Benningman. Let, let me make that clear. And, They're not. And They're it's not. not just because of that quote, but the reasons you mentioned. I know, for example, in Atlanta last year, they as an organization wanted to hire Eric Bieniemy, but he bombed the interview. And they end up hiring Arthur Smith from Tennessee. That they would wow. have that they would have loved to have had Bieniemy going in, but the but he he misfired in the interview and that was that and he stayed in Kansas City. There are there are people in in football that do want to see him get a head coaching job, but right. here is like you've said, he will have interviewed with a quarter of the league over the last 3 years. And if he doesn't get the Bronco job, that means it's a quarter of the league that is that has passed and said no. And so at some point and look, I I know that there is there is a pressing need to, in this league wide to have more minority head coaches more minority general managers. This is a problem. It needs to be remedied. I, when I see something like the Texans seriously considering Josh McCown, whose only coaching experience is three seasons as a part-time high school assistant, and I see other far more qualified coaches not getting sniffs, that is bothersome. That is troublesome. That is indicative of deeper problems in the NFL hiring process. But I feel like if we're talking about having more minority coaches in the NFL, which the league does desperately need. There are a lot of candidates who are just going to be better fits for that particular job than Eric B- Eric Bieniemy, including some that we've talked about at length over the last two weeks. I have talked to two friends of mine, former players, both very good players, and they are pushing Bieniemy. They think he should get a job. 
But really, the undercurrent of what they're saying is there needs to be more minority hires. A hundred percent. And as and it, right. And as as I said to one of them, I agree with you, just like you said, Mace. I agree with you. There needs to be my more minority hires. But remember something: there needs to be more minority hires at the lower level so they can work their way up. That's the only way that's going to happen. You need to start hiring minorities, specifically players, as quality control coaches, and then they move their way up. Mm -hmm. But if you keep hiring young white kids, those are the guys that are going to move up. But this is the line that I said to my friend. I agree with you. There need to be more minority hires. But you're pinning your hopes and you're making Eric Bieniemy the wrong poster child for your argument. You want to do it for Byron Leftwich? Cool. You want to do it for Flores getting another job? That's fine. You want to do it for uh, Mayo? That's great. He's the wrong guy to use as your example for everything that we just talked about. And I think you you mentioned Brian Flores, and I think another thing is that the league needs to see is this. We see a lot of white coaches getting recycled, getting other shots. But with rare exceptions, Lovey Smith, who took Chicago to a Super Bowl, Jim Caldwell, who took the Colts to a Super Bowl, without with rare exceptions, we don't see a lot of black coaches getting a second shot. And that's why I would say, take a look at Todd Bowles. Take a look at Raheem Morris, who probably got the Bucks job when he was way too young at 33, but he spent the last decade at working on the offensive and defensive side. He's worked for Sean McVay. He's worked for Mike Shanahan. So, and Raheem Morris did interview with the Vikings today. These are the types of coaches that right. should be getting second chances as head coaches. And they and it's just not happening at at the at the rate that it should for black coaches, and that needs to change. Coming up after the break, we're getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs, and I got to tell you, I, I I am really excited for this weekend. Every game is great. I think you could call the game either way. I don't think you can make a bad pick, and we'll make predictions later on in the show. But with that, give me one guy who has the most pressure on him to win. Is it Stafford? Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Garoppolo, Rodgers, somebody else. We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. They are building up their inventory so you can get the right car at the right price, like the Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30. It's a small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power, 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. 
And looking outside, this would be a perfect day to be driving the Mazda CX-30 because of that all-wheel drive. In the meantime, you should go for a test drive today. Siltahar, family-owned business, been serving Colorado families for over 60 years. And remember, Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and hassle-free. Really, that's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Okay, we're getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. Two games tomorrow, two games on Sunday. And I want you to listen to how I am phrasing this, Mace, because maybe I'm tipping my hand. Which player coach executive has the most pressure to win this weekend. Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Derek Henry, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, or someone else. You see, I mean, pressure means that there's like something like, like a career altering thing that rides on it. That could be negative. Like for example, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has pressure here because Oh, I do. I, but not, I do. but no, not to not where, but not, but not compared. Still going to the Hall but of Fame. no, not compared to uh, to some of the others. Like I, I, okay, I, so I, I would say, and certainly some of this is just based on career reputation. Weekend, but Who I think needs to win this weekend. I think Matthew Stafford is the one. That, based on whatever you like, I said Matthew Stafford. Okay. Okay. Hello. Uh, I I can agree with Matthew. I, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Now I can. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I can argue for Matthew Stafford all day. Listen, he went from the dregs of the Detroit Lions to a team that is contending. But if I had to pick one guy who has the most pressure, it's Rams GM Les Snead, who gave away everything to go all in this year. And if they don't get to the conference championship game, this will be an epic fail for the entire Rams organization. And you can group Sean McVay in there as well. And ironically, that ties in to Matthew Stafford, too. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't think you were going GM. I thought you were like sticking coach player. As I said, if you bring in, if you bring in, if you bring in the GM. Mace, I said Uh, executive (laughs) Coach, yeah, player, yeah. So I, he's an executive, right? He's an executive. I, so he counts. But, yeah, so he counts. But but he but the thing is, you're not there. Like you're not kind of facing the public uh, scrutiny in the same way when you're an executive as you are when when you're a coach. He's not going to have to answer questions about this for a little while. Matthew Stafford's going to have to answer questions. If he if sure. Matthew Stafford loses this game, he's going to be answering questions about it. Uh, sure. And t- again, until he gets past this, because right, yeah, he got the one playoff win last week. You know what everyone's saying? Oh, the Cardinals—they were backsliding in. They were a terrible team in the last month of the season. Shouldn't have been there. Well, here's your chance. That being said, Stafford probably has the most to gain here because if you go into Tampa and beat a Tom Brady-led team in the divisional round. Then mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, once Peyton Manning got a couple of playoff wins under his belt. Never had to hear mm-hmm. about it again. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. But Peyton Manning had to get to the Super Bowl. This is the divisional round. So with that, I'm going to actually argue for another guy. And that's Josh Allen. 
Who's his nemesis? Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen is coming off arguably the greatest playoff performance in NFL history. His team is now playing really well. He is 85% of that offense, and his boogeyman is Patrick Mahomes. And if after what happened last week, in which they, you know, boat raced their way through that wild card game, if he goes into Kansas City and, and lays an egg, you're going to be looking at Josh Allen like people looked at Tom Brady. Oh, you can't get by, you, like they looked at Peyton Manning. You just can't get by Tom Brady, can you? Because with Stafford and Brady, there's not really a history there. With Allen and Mahomes, not only is there a small history there, but this is going to be year after year after year that these two teams are likely going to be facing each other in the playoffs. Yeah, it's the second time that they've faced each other in the playoffs. So, right, yeah, it's- and I and I know it's, I, I know it's only one year, but Josh Allen has arrived. He has arrived, and those two teams are going to be facing each other in the playoffs for the next ten years. So if Josh Allen loses again, people are going to say after the performance he had last week, after the season that he has had, people are going to say, ah, maybe you just can't get by Patrick Mahomes. Kind of like the way people looked at Manning and said, I just, I guess just can't get by Brady. And the interesting thing with Peyton Manning was when he got by Brady, the times he did, it was when the Colts were at home or the Broncos were at home and faced Tom Brady and the Patriots. And here it is. The Bills are going to Arrowhead Stadium again, yep. and I, I there could be echoes of that, but I, I do uh, echoes of that today. But I do think that that in in my mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, well, let's see what happens if and when, and I'd say probably when, not if, Buffalo gets the Chiefs for a playoff game at Orchard Park because. The Bills did beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the regular season this the year. The season means nothing. I know that. No, I know that. But but if we're calling to mind the Manning-Brady thing, Peyton Manning led the Colts to a win at New England in the regular season. It, it had happened. But, it, but in terms of the postseason, when the chips were really down, it didn't come through yep. for him until they got him at home. And that's kind of honestly, that if, if, it, if the game is close, first thing I'm going to point to is, I'd really like to see what happens when Josh Allen gets gets Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in his backyard. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I'm not going to say there's pressure on him because I think that Aaron Rodgers' legacy is set. Although, if he really wants to be mentioned amongst the elite of the elite, he needs to win another Super Bowl. I don't think any reasonable person would argue that. But And while there's no pressure on him to win – Okay, him personally, because he won't feel it. I think Stafford might feel that pressure knowing he just came from the Lions. I think Allen might feel that thinking I need to get the gorilla off my back, which is Mahomes. Rogers has been here before, but with all the grief that he caused the Packers organization and their fans And everything that he did from COVID to holding out to doing uh, Zoom casts, whatever you want to call it, with Pat McAfee, taking shots at people. He made the Packers' lives miserable, specifically the front office, for many, many months. 
if he goes out there and lays an egg mm-hmm. against the 49ers in the division round, being the number one seed, wow. That's going to be a wow. Like, for all the grief that you gave us, you need to go win us a Super Bowl. So with that, if the Packers lose, how do you think that could affect Rodgers' future with Green Bay moving forward? Oh, I, that's why I'm the, the reason why I'm not saying he has the most pressure is I think if they lose, they uh, they agree on what is what has been called in the entertainment world to be a conscious uncoupling. I think if they lose on Saturday, that's his last game as a Packer. I think you're right. And I'll tell you this. Um, I, I can tell you that there are, in NFL circles, I can tell you definitively, in NFL circles, and I'm talking about at the highest levels of organizations, there are people who believe Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up in Denver. Still, yes. Still. I've heard, I've heard that too. It, it, yep. it, it has, and it goes put it this way, it is quieted, it, it's quieted down at yep. times, but I can tell you yep. this, and I'm sure you've heard this from people you know as well, it has never completely gone away, No, not since last April. And I don't want to build up false hope on pe- for people, okay? Right. But this is... It is not something where it's where it's been like, oh, that's never going to happen. Period. It is not that is that is not the impression that I have gotten. Remember, for him to come back to the Packers organization, the Packers worked out some things in his contract for him. Mm-hmm. He just didn't walk back in the door and say, "Hey, I'm here. Everything's good." They reworked. To the best of my understanding, is that your understanding too, Mace? Yeah. They reworked some things in his contract. Yeah. And so he th- might be. So he has the option to say, you know what, you need to trade me. Right now, I mean, basically the way it was reworked, it's effectively kind of there are poison pills that basically mean he would not play the 2022 season in Green Bay under the contract as structured. It would require a massive restructuring. It would require. Correct significant salary cap gymnastics. Nothing that can't be done. I want to make that right. clear. If the right. Packers go to the Super Bowl, I think right. it does get done, and they do agree to a restructure that not only brings him back, but even creates room to get Devontae Adams back in, in that building. His contract is, is expiring. But if they lose on if they lose on Saturday, and I would even say this, it's even in play for him to say, all right, it's just not, this is as far as we're getting. I'm moving on. If they win Saturday but lose the following week against the Rams or the Buccaneers, I think that that too would maybe be enough for him to say, I think this has gone as far as it can here. I'm moving on. So with that, if the Packers lose, I think there's a chance, a chance, a better chance that Rodgers will say, I want out. If the Packers win, and for some reason the Broncos don't get the quarterback they want, whether it's Wilson or Rodgers, mm-hmm. and the Packers win and the Niners lose, that's good for the Broncos too because if they have to go down the Jimmy Garoppolo route, you don't want the 49ers winning mm-hmm. where his trade value goes up. His trade Coming value up, probably becomes a first-round pick if they win tomorrow night. 
No one's giving up a first-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. I well, no no, I don't think no they one. are. I'm just saying no that's one. what the 49ers would want, and it only takes one yeah. team to say yes, and I would hope the Broncos would not be dumb enough to say yes. They're not going to be saying yes. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't even think John Lynch would have the nerve to ask for a first-round pick. A top 10 pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, goodness. I, I know. Not, no, I don't yeah. think the Broncos would yeah. get that. I'm saying yeah. someone around the league. It only takes one team yeah. to say, well, he could nudge us a, a level higher. Let's do this. It, but again, it would not be the Broncos. The Broncos would not give up a nine. But could another team give up a pick in the teens? Absolutely, they could. Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest Products gambling challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We are going to focus on what I think most people, at least in Denver, look at as the game of the weekend. Chiefs, Bills. We'll talk about the spread, over-under, and who's going to have the better overall game of quarterback, Mahomes or Allen. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, Mace. Every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Let's talk about what many believe is going to be the marquee game of the weekend, Chiefs-Bills. Chiefs are one-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Bills. Who are you taking? Taking the Chiefs at home. Got to go with the Chiefs here at home. Okay. So So you're laying the points. Yeah. You're giving the points. Yeah. This is a tough one for me. Um, I have relatives who have rooting interests in a lot of these games. And it's a, it's a two to one. I am voting with my heart, not with my head. And I'll tell you why. John Murphy, play-by-play guy of the Bills. He's been a good friend of mine for over 20 years now. We anchor together WKBW. My aunt raised her kids, my cousins, in Buffalo. The best man at my wedding is a huge Chiefs fan and lives in Kansas City. So I am torn on this one. But I'm going to go with Allen, and I'm going to go with the Bills. With that over under 53 and a half, what do you got? Give me the under. Mainly because the Chiefs defense has been playing reasonably well. And at 53 and a half, that's a huge number. I mean, you could have a really exciting 28-24 game, and it comes in the under, and I think that's what we're going to see in this game. Yeah, I'll go with the under as well. Uh, the Bills' defense has played very well recently, right? Yeah. The Chiefs' defense has gotten better, especially when they've added Melvin Ingram. But then again, you see what these quarterbacks can do, 
and, and they put up Madden like numbers. Right. So I think I think both of us could be wrong, and this could be an absolute shootout, guys. What do you think? With that, who has the better game at quarterback? Mahomes and Allen, both coming off huge games during the wild card round. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on the home here. I think uh, I think Mahomes has the the better game. He had just more experience, home crowd. He's gonna be he's gonna be able to audible and and function normally, and that's why even though there's a lot of reason to believe that Josh Allen could have a better statistical game. I think Mahomes is going to be the better quarterback on Sunday. Who do you want to win? I, I want Buffalo to win because yeah, me too. if I if I am completely neutral, unless there is really like some reason, for, compelling reason for me to root for a team or against a team because I either really like somebody or I don't really like somebody. In general, I tend to go for the fan base that has been in a drought the longest. So that's why I look at the Bills, and it's real simple. No Super Bowls. And the last Super Bowl that they were even in was in January of 1994, 28 years ago. So that's a fan base that deserves that deserves a championship. And it's all about the yeah. people that you know. That So that that's why, yeah. to me, it's easy. Go Bills. Well, I'll, I'll probably mention this next week because it could very well come down to it. But I told you about my Aunt Lynn mm-hmm. raised her and my Uncle Rich raised her two kids in Buffalo. My cousin Michael uh, used to be a Titans season ticket holder. He still goes to all the games. Original PSL guy mm-hmm. lives in Nashville, Vanderbilt undergrad, Vanderbilt law, raised his family in Tennessee. So he's got a big game. You know who his sister his sister, Lauren, who I talked to both yesterday morning, yeah, she lives in Cincinnati, and she's a diehard Bengals fan. So for me and for family, this is going to be a really exciting weekend. I just hope the Bills are, are, are the team either playing the Titans or the Bengals. And then, of course, my father's a Packers fan. Right. But if the, but if no the Broncos suffering have- there, though. No, but if but if the Broncos have a chance to get uh, Aaron Rodgers, if the Packers lose, sorry, Dad, my loyalty for this game will be with the Broncos, not you. And then it might what be a we- while before the Packers <laughs> win again. <laughs> uh, they, they are going to go into the quarterback abyss like so many teams have. And your father remembers can- that. Remembers the Packer quarterback abyss. The... The, no, the gap no, between Bart Starr and oh. Brett Favre lasted two decades. Well, I'll tell you, when it comes to quarterback greatness, give me a franchise that has had a longer streak than Favre and Rodgers. He can't. Because the, 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 four, right. and the 49ers had They've it had good it for good. a long time. Yeah, from, 80, from, from 1980 right. up until Steve Young left, which was about 16 years. And then Garcia but, was not great, but he was really good for them. He got them to the playoffs a few times. Right. So really, but, they had about a 20, they had a 24-year stretch where they always had a quarterback who was at minimum above average. For the Packers, 1992 to the present. Yep. 20 years. What 30, do we have 30 up? seasons. 30 seasons. Is that 30? God, yes. I said 20. Yeah. That's unbelievable. 30 seasons. What do we have coming 92, up? 92, 2021. Yep. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance just in case you missed it? 
The Nuggets finishing off a six-game homestand this weekend. They've got John Morant and the Grizzlies tonight, and then Detroit on Sunday. We'll talk a little bit about the last two games of Denver's homestand and how they fared so far. They've been playing pretty well. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. But I'll never forget Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. I've been telling you about him for a long time because my process was so great with him. I knew that I eventually needed to get my estate plan done and my living will done. And um, I shopped around and I talked to a bunch of different people and I felt the most comfortable with Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. I highly recommend that you go with him for your estate planning, your living will, themckenziefirm.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, I know I teased the Denver Nuggets, but uh, we'll get to them a little later because there's a big story in Bronco country today as there has been a new name to emerge as a potential bidder in the Broncos' ownership auction. Denver native Robert F. Smith, 59-year-old entrepreneur with a net worth of $6.7 billion. He's the founder, chairman, and CEO of Vista Equity Partners, a private equity firm which manages $86 billion in assets. He has emerged as a potential bidder. Obviously, the auction is not open to just anyone. There will only be certain people who it's available to bid on. But what do you think about the emergence of a Denver native and a guy who's out of the spotlight, but obviously a very shrewd businessman? Well, I mean, positive is he's got the net worth to take it on. It's probably a positive that you have somebody with such deep local connections that uh, uh, went to East High School. Um, And also, if he were to be successful, he would be the first black owner in the National Football League, which I think is something that the league would like to see. Uh, On the negative side, uh, he actually had to pay a $139 million fine to federal authorities because of what has been what was called by The New York Times, quote, one of the biggest tax evasion cases in American history, unquote. Look, I don't think that would be the kind of thing that would cause uh, 
other NFL owners to say we don't want you in the club. But uh, you know, I think that is one thing that you have to point about point out here if you're talking about his candidacy as an owner. I think the NFL would welcome him because he'd be the first black owner, not the first minority owner, but the first black owner. Uh, I think people in Denver would love that because he's a local guy. He's one of our own. They're not going to have to worry about him moving the team, that's for sure. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if the team's going up for auction, right? Yeah. I mean, so it, it, I mean, auctions ignore skin color. Auctions ignore Peyton Manning. Auctions ignore John Elway. And if Brittany Bolin wants to make a bid with somebody else, auction is colorblind. Right. And that's why... And that's why, I mean, he's worth a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong, $6 billion. He can he can write a check and uh, get this done, but there may be others who are willing to pay more. And that's that's why this the, the, the variable of it going to an auction where the only concern is highest bidder, that is, that is, I wouldn't, I, I, I want to have the right term to describe this, Eric. It, that creates a real sense of the unknown here because it could be a relatively easy way for someone who just has billions upon billions to say, oh, as long as I'm vetted, I can buy an NFL team. No fuss. I just have to have the highest offer. And that's and so it could really be somebody who has no connection to Denver. It may even be an overseas group. We really don't know. Dave, the NFL is not going to allow you to even participate if there's something really, really wrong. And you brought up this gentleman's financial challenges with the federal government. Clearly he was vetted. Yeah, I don't think they Yeah, that's the sort of thing I don't think the NFL cares about. I I don't think the the other owners say, oh, tax evasion. They're probably like, hey, I've been trying to avoid taxes my entire life. So that's not a a big thing. (laughs) There aren't a lot of clean owners out there. And also, there are not a lot of owners out there who don't enjoy a good massage. Robert Kraft. Hey, now. Danny? Danny, that's what I got. I got Yep, I was just talking to the McKenzie Law Firm, so hopefully we'll be oh. talking to Dan a little later. Just in Great. case you missed it, the Colorado Avalanche hosts the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. I am planning to be in Ball Arena for that game, so hopefully it's a good one. Colorado has won five straight and ten of their last 11. Does the hot streak continue tomorrow against the Canadiens? Why wouldn't it? Montreal Montreal is struggling mightily right now. And, uh, I mean, you, you look back at the, that shock run they had to the Stanley Cup Finals uh, last summer seems a long way away. Uh, you'd be stunned if the Avs didn't win this game. I'm not picking against the Avs at all. Yeah. There was a time I would never pick on the Nuggets with the way they started the season. Now I'm not picking against the Avs. I'm not picking. I, I don't care who they play. I, I don't care if they play Ken Dryden's 70s teams of the Montreal Canadiens. It doesn't matter to me if Wayne Gretzky's guys from the Oilers got together with Messier and Curry and and Moog. I'm taking the Avalanche. And if you look at their at, at their next uh, several games here. The Canadians, the Blackhawks are struggling. Bruins are a good team. Blackhawks again. Buffalo Sabres struggling. Arizona Coyotes. They ought to be able to stay hot here over the next uh, over the next week and a half, two weeks, with the opponents they're facing around the All Star break. 
Just in case you missed it, Nuggets finishing off a six-game homestand this weekend with John Morant and the Grizzlies coming to town tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, and then Detroit Sunday at 6. Memphis is 31-16. They're currently third in the Western Conference. The Nuggets, on the other hand, 3-1 so far in this homestand, and the only loss coming to the Utah Jazz on Sunday. How do you see the next two going for Jokic and Denver? Well, focusing specifically on uh, facing John Morant, I don't think the Nuggets really have an answer for him. I think the Grizzlies, uh, the Grizzlies take him out. I'm just waiting for somebody to say John Morant should be the MVP. Oh, he's in the conversation, Eric. Oh, I know he is. Should, should, shouldn't be over Jokic, but I'm just waiting for somebody to say, well, he should be the MVP. Listen, I understand the, the rest of the roster filled out as Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain, more of a who's that than a who's who. And John Morant is great, but please, don't bring me anybody but Jokic. Stop it already. <laughs> right? I mean... That's a fair argument. Seriously. All right. Uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store and you're going to work with a great sales staff. Why do I say that is so important? Because you know what? You want to work with people who've been doing this for a very long time. When you make a purchase like a, a refrigerator, a stove, an oven, washer and dryer, you're going to have a lot of questions and not everything is going to be the right match for you when you're looking for an appliance. They're going to help you find what you need, whether you want to design an entire kitchen or whether you want something to fit your budget. Go to Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Bay, did a great Twitter poll. Which of these is the most important for the Broncos to get right during the offseason? Owner, head coach, or quarterback? What did people on Twitter say? That's next. 